Hi, love, and welcome to Unfuck Your Life, the show for ambitious females who want more in their careers, relationships, and lifestyle, and who aren't afraid to claim it. My name is Laura Hurd, and I'm your go-to mentor for all things self-mastery, self-healing, advanced manifestation, and creating your ultimate dream life. I'm a mindset expert, master success coach, leadership mentor, and the living proof that anything your heart desires is possible for you. I'm absolutely obsessed with helping powerful women just like you to manifest and co-create anything they desire in their lives. So if you're ready to massively uplevel your well-being, your confidence, your connections, productivity, and success, then keep on listening. This podcast is your weekly dose of self-growth and mindset mastery to help you step into your fullest potential. I'm here to provide you with the insights, the tools, strategies, and guidance you need to become the most aligned, powerful version of yourself. So if you're committed to create success and fulfillment on your own terms, then let's get started. And make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a beat. Hello loves and welcome back to another episode on Unfuck Your Alive, the show for ambitious women who are ready to calibrate to their next level. I'm your host, Laura Hurdy, and today we're diving into all things holistic health, holistic healing, hormonal health, hormonal healing, overcoming burnout symptoms if you experience anything like that before um, or you feel like you're still suffering from it even just a little bit. Um, I'll be sharing my favorite wellness practices and just how I've been looking after myself lately and lately I mean in the past four to eight weeks um, to become magnetic as fuck and thrive in my life despite occasional hardships and challenges. Um, right? Because we all experience them. And I think it's really important to realize nobody, nobody on this planet is immune to hardships, to challenges, to uncomfortable situations. However, it's all about how we navigate them, how we handle them, how we deal with them and how we move on. And most importantly, how we are looking after ourselves in the process, right? Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And so I really want to dedicate this whole episode to this because it's been making the biggest difference in my life, honestly. As of lately, I've experienced like October. I texted a friend the other day. I was like, October has been hands down one of the most challenging months of the year and i'll actually share a lot of sneak peeks into like what's been happening behind the scenes in my life so you know why i'm saying this and i also know i'm not the only one like my clients have been saying this my friends have been saying this i've been seeing this all over um instagram like october has been hard <laughs> let's not let's not sugarcoat it it's been hard for a lot of people and so before we actually dive into the episode, just a little reminder for you babes to click on the bell icon if you listen on Spotify, at least should be there so that you always get notified when a new episode goes live. And then also on this like little plus icon so that the episode gets downloaded. And if you can't listen to the full episode right now, you can listen to it later. Um, just in case, like, so that you have it on your Spotify. Um, also, of course, subscribe on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes, which I know most of you babes actually do. So make sure to save this episode, download it, follow the podcast, show it some love. If you're feeling called to, just like spread some love, spread some good vibes. You can leave a review. Those mean the freaking world to me. I read them once a week and I'm loving that. Um, and it really, really, really gives so much love back to me because I love this podcast. I've been pouring so much into it this entire year and I'm not looking to stop anytime soon. In fact, there is a lot of epic guest episodes coming at you babes in the last two months of the year. Anyways, also quick little reminder for you babes, there is a little QA um, section um, down below. I think it's just on Spotify. I don't I don't think it's there on um, on iTunes. Um, so if you're on, listening on iTunes right now, you can go over to Spotify and check that out because I'd love to have this Q&A section blow up a little bit and like do polls with you babes and just engage in that way, especially if you're not someone who's watching my Instagram stories every day. I think this is such a fun way to connect. So that being said, um, I haven't given a little life update on my podcast in a while. I typically do those on a somewhat regular basis on my IG stories, so maybe 
once every two weeks or so. And then obviously once a month in my monthly newsletters, but not so much on my podcast, not so much in my episodes. So I feel called to fully babes in on a couple of things, which kind of also ties into what we'll be speaking about in today's episode. Um, so I think this is a really good time. November is a really great time to reflect because it's not yet the hectic holiday season like you're invited everywhere like you're just being super social i think this is like the last month where we can like really 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 slow down still and don't have to think about so many things if you're a business owner you want to think about like friday yes but like other than that we can still take a chill pill this month and just use it for introspection and reviewing your intentions your goals for the year and celebrating making an effort to celebrate i said to max um, a couple of days ago, because I my billion um, my business crossed the million dollar mark a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, holy shit, I should freaking celebrate that rather than just being like, oh, this is really fucking amazing. Of course, I was so happy, huge milestone. I mean, numbers only mean so much, but I was still very happy. But I didn't like fully celebrate, and I was like, no, we're gonna celebrate <laughs> this week. We're gonna celebrate because what is life about? It's about love. It's about connections. It's about fun. It's about celebration um making a big deal out of small and big things right giving yourself credit feeling proud feeling satisfied content not just chasing the next best thing again right like it's not so much about like taking things off and then being like yay and then like going on to the next like it's really about savoring those moments of joy and gratitude and pride or whatever you're experiencing right so that being said, I want to share some recent wins and celebrate with you, babes. I want to share some life updates and then we'll get into all things health and um, and wellness and hormonal healing, overcoming burnout symptoms. So again, as I already mentioned, making my first million in my business, that honestly really just took off in early 2020, um, a few weeks ago. I don't even know when it was. I think it was around two months ago, actually, by now. But anyways... I was just like, whoa, like to me, that's huge. For some people, that's a huge number. For some people, it will probably be a small number. I don't know. But for me, it was just this, this moment of, wow, like I never gave up. There were hard times. There were challenges. There were like low moments. There were moments where I was questioning everything, where I was questioning myself, where I was you know, like never losing the spark, but definitely feeling discouraged sometimes, right? And this just, it just means so much more than the number. It means, it means consistency at the end of the day. It means devotion to what I'm most passionate about in this life. Like I'm still working, you guys, I'm still working on not coaching everyone I'm meeting. Like this is something that comes so damn naturally to me. And I love it. I'm good at it. I'm actually excellent at it. I love it. And I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. So this has been kind of a beautiful reflection of that. Um, another more like recent thing too has been surrendering. Surrendering fully when I broke my ankle. As you babes know, on October 1st, it was a Sunday. Um, a Sunday afternoon in Bali on a paddle court that your girl broke her ankle, throw, threw up on the court because I was in so much pain that my body couldn't handle it. So I threw up. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Valerie, who I think I actually threw up a little bit on her leg. <laughs> this is TMI, I know, but it was, it was not fun, you guys. This day was intense emotionally, to say the least. But also, I laughed a lot on that day. Um, cause my man obviously brought me to hospital and we were sitting there. We were there like for a full seven hours and he brought his, um, his uh, tablets. We were like watching suits, our favorite series at the moment. And he was just making jokes and it was just like, so it was such a wholesome afternoon at the hospital after breaking my ankle that I was like, this is hilarious. This is the, this is just a perfect example for the duality of life. And for the fact that life is not what's happening, it's what you make it. Because in that moment, I realized, fuck, I'm surrendered right now. I'm not upset at myself. I'm not, you know, like dwelling about things. I was just like, okay, this is what we're dealing with right now. Let's make it work and let's have fun along the way. Um, so I got myself a few days later these um, cute little crutches and this food for my um, for my um, whole foot to like go in essentially to like protect it. And I was just doing all those things from this like wholesome place of looking after myself and accepting it rather than again 
being constantly upset about it. Like, of course, I was upset too um, on that day that it happened. Um, and even in some moments after when I was like, shit, I would love to go to the beach right now, but I can't because <laughs> I can't walk. Um, but yeah, just like seeing myself, witnessing myself being so surrendered rather than being upset or impatient, that was huge for me as someone who considers their biggest weakness impatience. <laughs> So that was a win. Um, another one, I'm actually, this is funny because I'm saying this as I'm sitting in my office in our Pereira and Villa that we bought last year in August. But by the time you're listening to this, I will be in Oluwatu with a friend um, because we decided, and you may have seen it in a recent newsletter that I sent out my weekly Align and Accelerate um, email series. If you're not subscribed to that, you can do, the, do so in the show notes. So hit the pause button and do that right now because in there like I literally share everything I don't share on here or on the gram um so essentially a friend of mine and I decided to move to Uluwatu for a couple of months it's like right now we're just planning to stay here for two months but maybe it's going to be four really depending on how we're liking it because Max didn't want to move there like he he's just not obsessed with Uluwatu as I am if you've ever been to Bali you'll understand my obsession hopefully um and he likes it for like getaways but not for a living and I was just like I need that I'm a Sagittarius I love to explore I love a new adventure every couple of months um and so I really wanted this and like I was at this place where I was like questioning should I just like sacrifice my desire for like moving there um, just to, like stay here and like keep going with everything else that has been or should I actually you know validate and um, go after my desire to go there and so like it worked out perfectly because my friend um, was looking for a new place for November as well um, like November onwards and I was like this is perfect should we do this together um, and so first it was a little scary I'm not gonna lie because obviously I won't see Max throughout the week but then I'm also like We've been together 24-7 for the past three years. It is okay if we only see each other on the weekends from like Friday to Monday or something. Like, it's fine. Like, we're grown-ups. It's fine. Um, and so, yeah, that was a fun little decision that, honestly, I see so much potential in um, to grow further and to, like, have beautiful experiences there. And also, again, like, just for me to show myself that I'm still an autonomous being that makes your own decisions. I mean, obviously if I would have moved like for two months to like a whole other country, <laughs> not just like 70 or 75 minutes away from where my partner was, but like a whole other country, then it would probably be a little bit different. And I would have thought twice about it. But in this case, I was just like, no, this is a no brainer. Um, it feels slightly outside of my comfort zone, which is perfect because that's where we grow when it's just like a slight stretch, there is slight discomfort, but we're still like, yes, this feels like a full body. Yes. And so, um, yeah, I, I felt really called to move to Ulu. I love it there. Um, it's going to be interesting to just see him for like three, um, three or three and a half, maybe days a week. Um, and then, yeah, just like have a lot of like sisterhood time, honestly. And um, since my friend is also someone who's like going out a lot and I won't be able to do that for the first at least one or two or three weeks uh, because of my ankle still, I'll have a lot of alone time, which your girl has learned to love over time. Like I always loved my alone time. Then I got into my relationship and I was getting a little bit codependent to be entirely honest. And now, like, in the past couple of months, I've been really, really learning to enjoy my alone time again. And that's been so beautiful for me. Like, yes, I love it. I love to be with him. I love to be with myself. It's just, like, this perfect spot to be in mentally and emotionally. So, um, and so, yeah, that's been October. <laughs> it's been the month I broke my ankle. I also got re-traumatized through a pretty triggering um an emotionally painful situation and i'm so fucking proud of how i handled that actually there's been two there's been two situations like that one was worse than the other but still a year ago both of them would have broken me like i'm not even kidding i would have needed like weeks probably to emotionally recover from this versus now within a couple of hours not days but hours i was like all right got myself moving on not bypassing anything I was feeling because I was feeling it fully during those few hours that I gave myself but I didn't need more than those few hours anymore and that went to show me nervous system is more regulated feeling more at peace feeling more confident in myself trusting myself more that I can figure anything out and that I can endure anything emotionally um 
So that was nice to see. Um, that was progress. That was a win. And then sleeping up to 10, one time, even 11 hours a night, you babes, um, to really allow my body and my ankle to heal. Um, because obviously a broken bone is like, it's not nothing. It's not just a scratch. It's like a broken bone in your body, right? Um, I also let my OBM become a full-time mom again because she really desired that. Um, and honestly, for me, the biggest thing when I'm working with someone is mental health because I know what it's like to struggle with it myself. And whilst we've been such a great team over the past couple of months, I also realized like, no, she needs to be a full-time mom. Like she got a baby in like, I think it was March or February this year. And that is a lot. I have so much respect for all new moms that are like handling a lot. And like, she hasn't even been like working full time. It's just been like usually 20 hours or so a week. But that is already a lot when you're having a baby and when you're moving houses and all those things. And so, um, yeah, that was that was interesting. So I trained a new team member and that's been a lot, but we handled it and I'm so proud because it just really went to show too that my business has the processes and systems now to hold such changes that may come quite sudden um, and to not freak out about it and to not worry about it too much. So that was a great experience to like really bulletproof my business and see, all right, all is good, all is nice. Um, this is not a bad thing. It's it's more so, if anything, it was meant to happen for her and for me. Because um, now I got to onboard someone who obviously has more time capacity, which is also quite nice as we're growing. Um, and also a huge win that made me very, very, very excited is I um, got the confirmation from some absolute top tier podcast guests for the rest of the year. So get ready, guys. All my guests this far have been incredible and we keep going like that. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, I also started the second round of my Femme Leadership Mastermind, the Femme Leader, which the women inside are the most amazing fit. They're such a vibe together as well. Like for me, the sisterhood aspect of this mastermind is so beautiful and it's just like a whole fucking vibe. We're having so much fun together and um yeah, I'm just so, so, so excited. All the teachings from this round will also be added to the Fan Leader program. So if you've been considering joining the self-led version of this program, um, it's such a steal, by the way, then um, you can check out the show notes as well. Because um, literally, if you already purchase it, amazing, you'll get all the new upgrades, the new trainings and videos and stuff like that, resources. Um, but if you haven't, you'll also get access to all the new things. So it's like really, really amazing. Um, and I'm excited for everyone who's taking advantage of this. I also, this past month, learned more about crystals, pleasure, energy work, um, breaking through energetic ceilings, all of this work I can't wait to infuse into my upcoming Feminine Energy Mini Mind, Thrive on Life, which I was meant to run a couple of weeks ago already, um, but then decided I don't want to overwhelm myself. I'm the CEO, I get to choose, and I wanted to focus fully on my mastermind first, and I kind of wrap up the launch and start the calls and then um really give my everything um to all of my thrive on life girlies um and so yeah i can't wait to infuse what i've been learning even just this past month you babes um into this container again it's all about energy healing it's all about feminine energy softening to your life overcoming this hustle paradigm and hustle approach overthinking people pleasing like being being very wounded and like being in your wounded masculine, but also possibly in your wounded feminine. I have a post on this on my Instagram where I'm explaining all of this. So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well, because that is such an insightful post that will probably help you realize whether Thrive on Life is for you or not. Um, and we're also going to do a lot of like lifestyle design stuff to really set you up for the rest of the year and then the most incredible year next year. Um, and then, yeah, also this past month, I completely forgot that actually, <laughs> but it was beautiful. I celebrated three years of love with my partner. Um, he'd booked us a little getaway in the, not a really jungle. Well, it was kind of, it was, it's kind of a nature. It's kind of like jungly there. Um, and it's like this luxury hotel where like everything is just so thought through, but it's very small. It's not like a huge hotel where there's like a billion guests we were almost the only guests. Like there were maybe like four or five other couples. And again, I was there with a broken ankle, right? <laughs> so, and like, he was like carrying me throughout the pool and like, I could still swim a little bit like that. It was, it was just, it was just so nice. It was just 
so nice. It was just one night um, because he had a lot of work to do this week and it was throughout the week. Um, but it was so nice. So that was beautiful. Love that. Um, I also had some light bulb moment conversations with him um, that honestly, I was like, wow. Like after three years, we're still having so many new like downloads and um, realizations about ourselves through this container that we're in and each other. Like it's so, it's so special to me. And yeah, I'm really grateful that our conversations and our communication in general is so good because it's definitely not always been like that for him in the beginning when we started dating. It was not easy to communicate, <laughs> not easy at all to like voice his needs or like voice his truth and um, even set boundaries. Like he had people pleasing tendencies. Um, and so we worked on that so well without me even like having to actively coach him on it. It was just more so like him witnessing me, how I'm doing things and like realizing, oh, I got to do this too. And like, this is like really healthy and really good. And so it is so crazy to see how he's been helping me heal. I've been helping him heal and become a better man. Like for me, that is what relationships are for. Have fun together, have a lot of fun together um which we do and just have a really deep connection where you can really feel safe with each other like if you're not feeling fully fully safe with someone that's a red flag but that's for another episode anyways also this past month spent lots and lots of time with girlfriends that was nice a lot of sisterhood my girls came over um whenever max was on a trip with his friend because he was visiting from um germany which was a little bit of unfortunate timing because i couldn't really join any of the trips um but then my girlfriends always came over and like walked the dogs so, like brought me groceries and i like, could chat and like have coffee and <sighs> that was nice i honestly loved life this month even though there were a lot of painful moments too um and i honestly find you in my morning practice i have such a beautiful nourishing morning practice these days that i love and i'll share some bits and pieces of it in this episode as well um i've been eating very well this month i've been taking supplements i've been getting really good sleep um i've been resting lots really doubling down on my daily self-care rituals more so than before which has been really nice like on the day, no, actually the second day, like after I broke my ankle, like I was, I was just feeling this really strong urge to like do skincare and dry brushing and like do it all like even more than I used to do before where I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like I was really feeling this internal urge, intuitive urge to look after myself more, which was interesting. And I want to keep going with that even after my ankle fully healed again, essentially. Um, so yeah, made lots of time for my routines. Um had really great conversations with Max and um, yeah, just like really saw and witnessed how I was just like feeling so seen and understood and valued and supported by my partner and my girlfriends throughout this entire past month. That's, that was just like so, so beautiful because I used to believe that I can't ask for help. Like who wants to support me without getting something back from me immediately, right? Like all those like sort of beliefs and this month was literally proof that like people are so happy to support me because they love me and they value me. And like, that was a nice experience to like, just receive because I couldn't give much. Um, so like just receiving without like giving something back immediately after. So um, yeah, I was onboarding dream clients. I was over delivering on my current clients, um, having so much fun with work in general, like coaching, creating, podcasting, managing my team. Even admin feels fun at the moment. I don't know why. Um, and just like having a great work-life balance um, these days overall. Like that makes me really grateful. Um, now, I also want to share with you, babes, how I broke my ankle. If you kind of missed it on my Instagram stories, because I haven't been speaking too much about it in my newsletters. And how I healed it in, I may say, record speed because it was weird. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys this entire story and then we'll get into all things um, adrenals and hormones and stuff like that. But I just want to share this because it kind of ties into healing and it hopefully inspires you, babes, to heal whatever you feel like you get to heal holistically. Now, I broke my ankle on October 1st while I was playing paddle with friends. It was such a good like game. I was like so happy about it. And just know that I had never in my entire life broken a bone. So I wasn't prepared for the pain I was about to endure, okay? Um, and then on the day, three weeks later, I was able to slowly walk again. 
get that three weeks later. That's pretty fast. Again, slowly, I'm not like saying running around the house like a crazy woman, like literally just like slowly, slowly, slowly and not putting like 100% of my body weight onto like my right ankle and foot, but like still for me, that was crazy. So um, the doctor in the hospital we went to immediately after um, told me I needed surgery. I needed surgery. He told me otherwise I maybe wouldn't be able to walk around for like three months at least because like surgery is needed so you can heal faster. And I was sitting there honestly having a little bit of a cry. I was looking at Max. I was like, no, 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 no. And since my body told me a full body no, um, I declined surgery against the doctor's um, recommendation and almost will because like he was really insisting um so we just got the ct scan done the x-ray um scan done and essentially just went home <laughs> and did our own research so a week after um, because my massage lady really recommended this like healing lady to me i went to this healer and um i don't want to go too much detail but she fucking fixed me <laughs> I don't know exactly how she did it because I wasn't even looking most of the time because it was so painful. But she essentially rearranged everything into its place and like very simplified and broken down and wrapped a bandage around it, put some like cream on it before, put the bandage around, sent me home and was like, come back in four weeks. I was like, all right. All right. Um, So all the weeks after I doubled down on rest, alternative medicine, like Chinese medicine, um, that honestly tastes disgusting, but it's been so good. Like, holy fuck, it's been so good. Chinese herbs, you guys. I mean, I've never taken anything like that before. Like, I have normal supplements. Um, but that shit is doing its job. Like, holy, holy, holy. Like, alternative medicine for the win. Um, I also followed an anti-inflammatory diet, which I've been kind of doing before as well. Like, I'm eating pretty, like, balanced and fairly clean, I would say. Um, fully plant-based obviously since almost 10 years um i supplemented calcium and magnesium i slept a lot as i mentioned before um done my daily like fresh air sunshine grounded at least with my left foot on our um and like on the grass in the garden and um, honestly here's a big one here's a big one i did too whenever people told me that they felt so sorry for what happened like delivery driver like who were like bringing food or the girls at the nail salon or a woman on a woman on the thrift market I went to with my girls. Um, I was always smiling and saying, oh, that's totally fine. It heals so well, so fast. Like that was literally my standard like answer for them. Um, what I was not doing was drowning in self-pity and affirming how bad it is, how frustrating it is, how sad it is. Because honestly, whilst yes, part of me was sad, I couldn't do certain things like running around with my dog to like going to the beach and stuff like that anymore. I wasn't feeling sad about it all the time. There were some moments where I was like, mm, I'm a little bit sad about that right now. So I gave my space, myself space, usually had a healthy cry and then was over it. Um, but I was not like, oh yeah, you're so right. Like, this is so bad. Like who benefits from that? Sure, like I could foster connection because I get like pity from other people, but that's not what I want. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel like, I'm making the most out of this and I honestly intuitively also like in my body felt like it healed well and fast and so I kept affirming that I kept deciding that for myself I wasn't even like something else wasn't even within my realm of possibilities and that is a decision too what is even possible what's not possible for me it was only possible that I heal that it heals very well very fast um, and that was that was kind of the case from the moment it happened when I threw up on the paddle cord out of pain. Um, I told myself this is happening for me. I told myself this is going to heal fast and I'm going to learn all the lessons I need to learn during this time. If anything, I would use my time um, that I would spend moving to sleep more or to do some Pilates, which you can still do, right? Like home workouts, taking care of myself, having fun, hosting my girlfriends in my villa, prioritizing introspection. Like there are so many beautiful things you can still do when you can't properly walk, right? And so I went, <laughs> I went, this girl's dedicated to her self-care, okay? Like I went to a nail salon three days after it happened and the women in there couldn't believe I was sitting on the back of a scooter, like coming to this nail salon just to get my fucking nails done. And they were like, why are you here? Like, 
right? And I was like, no, like, that's not a big deal. Like, I can sit on a scooter. If I can tell myself I can sit on a scooter, I can. And this is an essential for me to feel good. I love nice nails, um, right? And when I feel good in any aspect about anything in my life, my ankle will heal faster because I'm in a higher vibration. Just makes sense, right? And so it's not about like being irresponsible, right? Like if it was like almost impossible to get to the snail salon, I wouldn't have gone, but it was not doing anything bad for me. Sure, I could have said, ah, my destiny is just like be at home and like do nothing and feel sorry for myself. But no, like that that was just like not what I was choosing, right? And so did that, went every single week ever since to get my nails done. Cause I'm like, your girl's not doing a gel at the moment just putting that out there like I'm just doing regular like organic vegan polish and just to like recover my nails from like doing um Bia for almost two years straight (laughs) which I do not recommend take your breaks um I learned it the hard way anyways I also went to a thrift market two weeks after um my ankle broke on my crutches um Oh, the big boot around my ankle, like those like boot that you put on like to just like be able to walk a little bit, but like not put any weight on your ankle or your foot. And this older lady looked at me in awe and she was she she laughed. She was like, Now this is commitment to shopping. <laughs> and I smiled and I replied, Of course, why would I let a broken ankle get in between me and what I love doing? That's not even a possibility for me, right? Like I was getting creative, like getting changed. You better bet I got creative there. Um, <clears throat> but it wasn't, it was not impossible. So why would I do something if it's absolutely not irresponsible or impossible, right? Like I don't even accept that. And so my mom would probably call it stubborn, but my thing is I just don't let any external circumstance. I have technically no control over. I don't let it ruin my day. And so I get up in the morning and I put my makeup on and I dress nicely and I sing whilst making breakfast for my dogs and I eat well and I do some ab and booty workouts and I organize my closet and I work with incredible clients and I lay out by the pool and get the 10 of my life and I take Shani's medicine um, for speeding up the healing. I get my weekly massages and facials and manicures. I make the most out of every single day. Right. And so instead of going to the gym, I dive into courses and expand my mind. Instead of going on daily beach walks with the dogs and my partner, I cuddle them even longer and play with them at home. Instead of playing paddle, which we used to do once a week on Sundays, I now learn about crystals and washer skincare and like other things that have been interesting to me for a long time that I've been kind of like putting to the side because I've been doing so many other things. Right. I create new playlists, I read books, I shove a bunch of things for my home office. Um, I still do this up and go on dinner dates with my partner and my girlfriends, even with this like sexy boot on my <laughs> on my right foot. I do emotional healing and mindset work and I, I feel so damn good. Life is fucking good. Like it's five weeks after the accident when you listen to this and well, right now that, that I'm recording it, it's like around four weeks, three and a half to four weeks. And I can almost slowly, normally walk again, slowly, slowly, again, not putting 100% of my weight on it, because that would probably not be good, but slowly. And my thing is, you can heal from period pain, you can heal from emotional trauma, any physical injury, way faster, okay, way, way faster than doctors tell you, but you got to dive into alternative medicine and you got to get your mindset and your energy right too. I'm not saying this is all there is to it, but it is a huge part of it that oftentimes, unfortunately, is underrated in today's society, right? And so to like wrap up this whole topic of this podcast, like this part of the podcast episode, just leaving you with this, your life is entirely up to you, to your perspective, to your judgments too, right? Like how you filter reality internally, what do you make it mean about you or not make it mean? Um, and this is really the real result of you being in your feminine leadership. Like for me, what I'm doing, this is me just embodying feminine leadership without thinking twice about it, right? That's how you essentially become unbreakable and unshakable. Again, doesn't mean not processing your emotions, doesn't mean not sitting with your darkness. Like, no, that's 110% a part of it. And you still lead yourself successfully through the chaos, right? And don't get me wrong, this doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen overnight. There is people out there telling you, oh, like overnight, everything will change. I don't think overnight, everything will change. Overnight, some things can change, but not everything. But 
this requires subconscious reprogramming. This requires healing. This requires embodiment and identity work. It requires building a strong self-connection, strong self-trust. And this is really what I do with my private clients. This is what I do instead of Thrive On Live or will be doing instead of Thrive On Live when we start very soon. Again, if you want to join us, which I highly recommend, if you want to flip the last couple of months of this year around, we will finish before Christmas. So don't worry time-wise. It's like very low um, low effort in terms of time anyway. Like the time investment isn't huge, but you get lifetime access to everything. So you can work through it again on your own in January or February. Um, so this is like, again, my mini mind on all things, healing feminine, softening to your romance, attracting your dream partner if you haven't already, leveling up your career and your wealth frequency and your ability to attract abundance in the first place, and just designing a life you're obsessed with every single day, not just on weekends, not just on holidays. Um, so this is kind of what we do, and then obviously inside of my mastermind, um, that closed doors by now, but again, there's a self-led version. There's also some early bird spots for 2024. So if you're interested in those, because you know, next year you will make the time to work on your leadership, on your business, on your romance, on yourself. And my mastermind is the go-to place. Um, but I also have some one-on-one mini containers for anyone wanting to level up in the meantime and like a smaller capacity. Um, so just check out the show notes or DM me on Instagram. Now let's move on to healing your channels and overcoming burnout because I know a lot of you babes are in this episode because of that. Um, we'll also put in the, the timestamps in case you want to like skip everything I just shared beforehand, just in case, but I think it's very relevant and it ties into what I'm about to share now. So first things first, when we're looking at healing your adrenals and overcoming burnout is getting out of fight or flight mode, essentially survival mode, getting your body out of it, not just like your mind and your thoughts racing, but like your body, your body will be in fight or flight mode, meaning in survival mode, when you are fully burnout, like you're stressed as fuck, essentially, right? And so you need to regulate and relax your nervous system. There's a bunch of practices I give to my prior clients that really, 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 really help to just feel safe in your body and to feel present because when you're present, you're not anxious and you're not dwelling on the past or worrying about the future because you're present. You're in the here and now and right now, right here, right now, everything is good. And if it's not good, we can change things around so you feel better about them or see them differently, right? Again, without by bypassing anything because that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, it also means no longer pushing yourself if something doesn't really feel good or like a yes. Like for me, this year, what happened, it was a lot of things that used to feel aligned, no longer felt aligned. And so I was really being asked to take an honest look at those things, those life aspects, those even people sometimes, like, and really just being honest with myself, like, does this still align with who I am and who I am choosing to become from now onwards? And if it wasn't a full body, yes, it just was a no. And then that means me setting my priorities straight, right? And I want the same for you because honestly, you don't have any time or energy or focus and attention to waste. Life is too precious for that. Um, also, again, no longer pushing yourself in general with anything, not wanting to um, get from A to B within a day. If it may take a week or longer than that, like why are we in such a rush? Why do we constantly need this immediate satisfaction? Like, if you're, if you're regulated, you don't need the instant gratification, which means you'll have a much easier time being consistent when things aren't going in your favor, showing up when you're not seeing the results just yet, even after a couple of months. Like the one thing that my partner keeps saying to me is whenever, like, because we share intentions, we share goals. And whenever he notices I'm not reaching them, like in a super short amount of time, he's like, wow, I admire how you're still showing up for this, I would have already given up. Um, and like, I'm not blaming anyone who's saying that because that's quite normal, right? Even like when we're on social media, we're getting this instant gratification, this instant boost, right? Of like happiness hormones. And I've been detoxing from that a lot. And uh, that's been helping. That's been honestly so helpful. Um, <clears throat> another thing is rewiring your beliefs. We're wiring your beliefs specifically around your worthiness tied to achievements, to release the pressure. When we are constantly thinking, oh shit, I'm not worthy because I didn't hit my launch goals or I didn't hit my income goals or I haven't lost like five, um, five uh, kilograms in like five weeks. Like I'm a failure. Like 
release the pressure. And how do we do that? By releasing the timeline, the attachment to a certain timeline, but rather surrendering and letting things happen in their own time, which again, doesn't mean you're not showing up. It just means you're showing up and you're doing what you got to do. And then you leave the rest up to faith and universal timing, right? Um, another huge one is working from a place of passion and desire rather than I have to and forcing yourself and dreading yourself. Like that's not a fun, like inspired, creative place to work from. I would never, ever accept that for myself again. Like I used to do that a lot in 2019, even in early 2020. Like, oh no, I I was even like wording it like this. Like I was telling myself I have to do this. Mm, Nah, I get to do this. I want to do this. I desire to do this. Um, And I'm blessed to do this. I'm grateful I get to do this, right? Because I'm choosing this reality. I've co-created it in fact, right? So why wouldn't I say I get to? And so it's really important to phrase your language, like to look at your language and phrase things differently here. Um, <clears throat> another thing to like recover is sleeping. And I mean a lot. This may mean 10 hours a night. This may even mean 11 hours. This is like what I'm doing right now with my ankle. But like when I was recovering in late 2021 from adrenal fatigue and like hormonal issues and stuff like that, I was prioritizing early nights and then waking up without an alarm if possible. If you're not self-employed, obviously waking up without an alarm is harder, but then at least go to bed really early, like at least an hour, if not more earlier than you usually would. And how do you do that? By starting your nighttime routine an hour or more earlier. Like the earlier we start the nighttime routine, um, the less time we'll spend on Netflix, obviously, but like the earlier we'll go to sleep. Um, no caffeine in the first 90 minutes after waking up. I even, I don't even do like, um, caffeinated coffee anymore. Like for me, it's cacao, it's matcha, by the way, into my cacao and matcha, I always put maca powder too, which is slightly energizing, um, and just like great for hormonal health. So it's cacao, it's matcha, it's decaf, which still like most decaf I know about has a little bit of caffeine, still, but it's like very low and that is good. Like it's super, super low. Um, and that works well for me. Like you don't have this crash. And then like after the crash, you need another coffee. Like, right. Like that's how I used to like drink five cups of coffee a day. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, another new thing that we've been recently introducing has been red light, red light past 9 PM. So like even like 8 PM, I would say, um, we've been putting red lights on in the kitchen and in our bedroom. So nice, such a vibe. Um, and it like really, really like just calms you down and makes your body ready for rest. Essentially blue light blocking glasses. Like if you work past dinner for like another hour or so, which sometimes I do if I've been like chilling a lot or like doing different things throughout the day, uh, you need that. You need blue light blocking glasses and obviously no electronic devices past nine, nine 30. If you want to like sleep before 11, essentially, like this is really, really important um so yeah I love switching my phone off way earlier than I used to these days it feels really really good for me um not just because of the light but also the stimulation because when you look at your phone you're being stimulated in your brain like you don't want that so um another one is having strong boundaries around your work if you decide to like work normally again no work past 7 or 8 p.m no messages no emails um for me, since I'm like, um, my audience is typically like my best time to post is essentially nighttime Bali time. Um, cause that's good for Europeans and us peeps. So for me though, still, even though my best posting time is 10 PM, I post everything if possible, which usually it is before 9 PM. Um, <clears throat> so I upload my reel and my stories before that. That's really important for me. Um, even though again, my best posting time is a little later, it's not as important for me as my sleep, right? Um, and then for the mornings, no work before 8.30 or 9 a.m. And then having a long midday break to eat, unwind, tan, play, like this really helps you reset. Um, again, this is mostly for, <coughs> sorry guys, this is mostly for entrepreneurs, I'm aware. Um, but see how you can take this if you're a corporate buddy, how you can like incorporate this into your corporate work days or just like work from home more often. Like if you can, I think these days, like people are so much more flexible. Um, so that should be possible. Now let's dive into all things hormonal health and then also my current health protocol 
and then what I'm focusing on at the moment in terms of like health practices. Actually, I think I need a little sip of water before that because my voice is doing whatever it wants right now. Hold on. Actually, reminder for everyone to drink more water. I don't know if you're drinking a lot of water, but if you don't, this is your reminder. I literally, <clears throat> during every client call, every session, and every podcast episode, I always have my water by my side. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Um, all right, cool. So hormonal health. Let's start with the obvious diet, nutrition. Um, for me, really, really prioritizing whole foods because those are like naturally rich in nutrients. That is important. So fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean proteins like tofu, tempeh, um, like fermented foods too, like kimchi, but also tofu and tempeh are fermented. And then healthy fats like nuts, chia seeds, avocado, and really keeping my sugar intake low. Again, I'm not the one skipping fruit, but like any processed like white sugar, I'm not going to do that. Um, especially because excessive sugar can lead to insulin resistance and obviously hormonal imbalances. So um, I will really watch my sugar intake. I'm not a huge sweet tooth anyways. Like I usually eat dark chocolate, which naturally has less or, or almost no sugar. Um, love dark chocolate. <laughs> and then any fruit, honestly, fruit-wise. I mean, I'm, I'm not eating like 20 dates a day because that's a lot of sugar. Um, not bad sugar, but it's still sugar. Um, but yeah, I think a couple of sweet things in the day that are like natural and unprocessed are really good. Um, and just like a lot of, yeah, a lot of like whole foods, um, that don't have a long ingredients list. Like essentially when you buy stuff at the supermarket, that's processed and packaged and stuff like that. Usually if it has a long ingredients list, it's not the best choice. Um, number two, and this is also quite obvious, I would say is managing your stress not just managing it, but like really being conscious of it. Like sometimes we can be subconsciously stressed too and our bodies are in fight or flight, but we don't even realize it because we're so used to it essentially, right? If we're around a certain person or performing a certain task and like there's just like this underlying sensation of stress, but you're not like super conscious, like, oh, I'm stressed, right? And so you want to look at stress reducing techniques, like obviously mindfulness practices, meditation, yoga, deep breathing, because um, that obviously helps your body to go into the rest and digest state and just lower cortisol levels overall. Um, and then also another one for stress, and this is oftentimes overlooked, unfortunately, especially those who are running on six or seven hours on sleep a night, ensure you get enough good quality sleep because poor sleep can massively disrupt your hormonal balance. Not even lying. Like eight hours plus for women, I think is necessary. Men can maybe get away with a little less, like six to seven um, but for women, eight should be the minimum, honestly. It's like, no, six or seven is fine, but like, I don't think so. I, like, just from my own experience too, I don't think so. Um, number three is exercising regularly. I think this is a no-brainer. We need daily movement. We're made for that. We're created for that. And it also impacts your hormones too. So um, for me, I do it to regulate my hormones, but also improve my mood, feel energized, feel connected to myself and my body. Um, but it's no longer high intensity. It's usually just like stretching and slow yoga and maybe some strength training exercises, but not, not crazy. I'm not going crazy about it anymore. It really depends also on what kind of cycle phase I'm in. And like, I'm kind of switching up my workouts based on my cycle phase, um, which is called cycle syncing. I'm talking a lot about that with um, a guest expert on episode, um, in episode 35, if you want to check that out. Um, another one is obviously eating and moving intuitively like that's when your body will look and feel its best is when you are listening to its signals and when you're eating moving intuitively i don't think i have to add a lot to this i, I talked about this actually um with sophie in this one episode that i've up i i can't remember which episode it is i think 18 or something um but we talk a lot about intuitive eating and um just like, again, like looking after yourself and making your body your friend, essentially, which that is important if you want to heal your hormones. If you feel shit about yourself, if you blame your body, if you tear it apart in the mirror, your hormones are not going to thrive, to say the least. Um, so body image work is also like not super unimportant. Um, number five, stay hydrated. It's a no brainer. For me personally, I drink three to four liters a day, you guys. I live in Bali. I'm element fire, so I sweat a lot. 
um, when I move. But even again, like when you're just at home and you're not having the aircon on as right now because I'm recording a podcast, I always switch it off so you don't hear it in the background. Like it gets warm, it gets really warm. So I'm drinking three or four liters depending on my movement. Um, <clears throat> and again, just consider I'm living in a warm climate, but I think that three liters is a really good rule of thumb for everyone. Even if you're not moving a lot, even if you're not living in a hot climate. Um, so yeah, number six, limit caffeine, limit alcohol. I'm not saying if that's like your guilty pleasure and like you're not doing any other shit, like keep it, <laughs> but maybe limit it and reduce it just a little bit as much as you feel comfortable doing. Um, <clears throat> what I found from, again, my own experience, excessive caffeine, meaning five cups of coffee a day, every day for multiple years on end and crazy alcohol consumption on weekends when I was a teenager <laughs> can really disrupt your hormonal balance. Let's just put it like that. Um, so either moderate your intake. If you can't do it in moderation, which I used to have a problem with chocolate, <laughs> then either go cold turkey, um, and quit both or keep going but then obviously live with the consequences and I'm not shaming you guys I'm just really saying this is something to look into I don't think a glass of wine here and there is bad but if you're someone who's like drinking a lot on a regular basis and you struggle with hormonal issues and like skin issues and whatever it's worth looking at it like that's all I'm saying from my own experience I'm not a licensed medical health consultant whatsoever right just from my own experience um then we have hormone balancing foods and there is a few that I love to incorporate literally every single day so especially those rich in omega-3 fatty acids like avos like walnuts um, just to support hormone production but then um, also like soy again moderate soy consumption flax seeds that's really good to help balance estrogen levels um, that's what I like to consume as well again I'm plant-based so I'm not gonna like recommend any animal products right now because that's not what I'm personally doing if you're doing it feel free to keep doing it um there's also I truly at this point in my life I also do believe that um different bodies are made for different diets so I'm not even someone who's saying everyone should be vegan I think everyone should listen to their own bodies and trust their own wisdom that's what I believe anyways number eight limit processed foods we talked about that before but highly refined foods can contain additives and chemicals that just fuck with your hormonal balance. So um, yeah, I personally eat very, very little um, processed foods in general. Um, if I do, then I still try to look like, is the ingredients list fairly short still? Like it's processed, yes, but is it like still a fairly short ingredients list? Or is it like super fucking long? Because then like that's really not good for you. Um, but also balance is key. If you eat like that once a week, your body will forgive you, I'm sure. Um, and then also, and this is something we also talked about in episode 35, consider your birth control. Like how are you, you know, like how are you um, navigating this whole topic? Because I know for myself that a lot of women feel safer this way, but I also know that there is some alternative ways, which I'm sure you've heard about by now. Um, for me, I got off birth control when I was, I think, 18. Um, and I was like a wreck for a little bit until my body had recovered. And then I started um, measuring my body temperature and my cervical fluid and tracking my cycle. And whenever I'm like really unsure now that I have a partner, obviously we use condoms. Like there's so many ways. Um, and I think you got to find yours that you feel really good about because constantly stressing about, oh, I'm pregnant. If you don't want to be pregnant, that's not a vibe, right? Like that's stress added to your body and that is not good for hormones. Um, and so, yeah, next up, acknowledge that you're a woman. And what I mean by that is acknowledge your 28 day cycle. You have a 28 day cycle. Men don't. So don't compare it to your partner or your male friends or anything like that. Make sure you work with your energy levels. Consider that you go through four different phases each month, meaning you're essentially four completely different type of people during this month because we do feel mentally and emotionally completely, and even physically, obviously, completely different throughout the month, like four, four different um, times. For me, practicing cycle syncing as much as possible has really, really helped. Um, and just like learning more about it. Honestly, it's a constant learning experience for me too. It's a journey. Um, I've been starting, um, this is actually number 11, to take herbal remedies. 
there's a lot of different ones. There's maca, there's ashwagandha, there's different ones just to help support hormonal balance. Personally, maca is a daily one for me. Again, either my cacao or my matcha, very important. Number 12 is to avoid chemical beauty products. I think a lot of you babes listening are already into like natural beauty and clean beauty products already. Um, but if you're someone who's still using the regular ones, again, this is not a must, but this is something to consider for yourself um, to just limit your exposure to the, these toxins and chemicals that are found in certain plastics and cosmetics and cleaning products even. Um, so for me, toxin-free natural products are just life because... My skin looks better and my body feels better and it's just better for the planet and your your own body at the end of the day so um this is something to at least like look into and slowly educate yourself um and then honestly the last one is like it sounds really weird but for me having community and support is really good for my hormonal health like if i feel seen when i have people that i can turn to um, this just like feels really good and just helps you manage stress and emotions, right? Like when we feel supported and when we feel safe in our bodies, like because our human need is just connection, um, that definitely supports our emotional well-being and that is closely tied to our hormonal health as well. It's not just the body, it's also your mental and emotional well-being that you need to consider. So community is important, feeling supported, feeling seen is important, feeling held is important. Um, okay, let's leave it at that and turn to my current health protocol that I just wanted to briefly share with you, babes. Part of it is my routines. I swear by my routines. You'll probably know that because I talk about it quite a lot. It's even in my human design chart. So here we go. Um, my ideal routine, again, this is a little bit different since I broke my ankle because I need more sleep. Um, but just like normally, like when I don't have a broken ankle, this is what it looks like. I usually get up around 6.30 to 7 a.m. Um, and go to sleep or like turn lights off more so um, at least throughout the week um, at around 10.30 p.m. This requires for me to start my bedtime routine literally after dinner around 7 or 7.30, right? Like where I like get dressed differently and like I prepped it, um, sorry, I clean up from dinner and um, do my skincare and I just like start unwinding like I need a little bit for that I don't know about you guys but for me to unwind from a busy day I need that I need, I need a little bit of time um, and then typically on weekends I'm like more loose so then sometimes it's like an 8 a.m or even 9 a.m wake up or we just stay in bed till 9 or 9 30 um, or even 10 to cuddle that's important for me um and then bedtime is probably more like 11 to 11 30 ish on the weekends at least so there is a difference there, right? Like weekday um, versus uh, weekend, there is a difference for me for sure. Because I do like to let a little bit more loose on weekends and like not be as strict. Um, I don't think that being strict throughout the week is like a bad thing. I just do think that it really helps to like have this container of like, okay, like I, I can, of course I can sleep in on a Monday. Of course I can sleep in on a Tuesday. Of course I can stay up late on a Wednesday. I can, but honestly, I don't want to because the next day I won't feel good. So like, it's really important to like have your own um, like needs clarified there and just choose for yourself. Again, this is just what works for me. Just like double, um, like saying it again and again and again, like this works for me. It won't necessarily work for every single person listening right now. Now, I've been getting a lot of DMs in the past couple of weeks too on my morning routine because I love to share little snippets on my IG stories. And honestly, it's quite simple. It's not super like crazy um, and complicated, but it's just a couple of things that just make me feel really good and set me up for a productive, fulfilling day ahead. So again, throughout the week, um, generally speaking, usual wake up is 6.30 to 7.30, Again, really depends on um, the night before and like when did I go to sleep, etc., etc. Et um, then what's very important is cuddling <laughs> the babes and max, stretching my body. Um, then I go to the bathroom and I do tongue scraping, washing my face, measuring my body temperature, tracking my cycle, getting dressed. And then I move on to the kitchen. I drink usually half a liter of water um, or cocoa water. I make the dog's breakfast, I take my supplements, I'll go into that in a minute. Um, then I make matcha or cacao. Um, then after that, I do skincare, I tidy up the kitchen from the night before if I haven't done that already, usually I do. Lighting some incense, playing soft music, just like setting the vibe with a candle and like starting my nice morning practice. 
Then I journal, I sip on my matcha or cacao, I write down my um, to-do list for the day or I review it. Usually I have created it the night before because I like to start my day already knowing what I'm getting myself into, uh, any meetings and calls and stuff like that too. Um, then I give myself a little treat and I scroll through Pinterest for around about 10 minutes just to manifest, get inspired. Honestly, like that's my social media in the morning, it's like Pinterest. Um, and it doesn't, it's not as addictive. So like 10 minutes is totally doable. I usually don't do longer than that. Um, and then I do some more stretching. Um, after that, usually Max gets up and he makes us a decaf cappuccino. We chat on the porch outside, sit in the sun, get our sunshine in. Um, and then around about 9.30, I check with clients. I check in with team messages. I respond to those. Then I film some stories typically. And then around about 10 a.m., I open Instagram and emails and respond to messages and start working on my main priority of the day from usually 10.30 a.m. to 12, so like a 90-minute sprint. So again... Roughly, that's what my morning routine looks like. Usually 12 p.m. would be the time we go to the beach. And then that's kind of like the long midday break that starts. Um, but my ankle now has been different. But before that, it's been like that, like 12 p.m., 12.30 p.m., sometimes 1 p.m. We would go to the beach and take a long midday break, run some errands, um, have lunch, tan, sit in the sun. And then usually around 2 p.m., um, or 2.30, we would start work again uh, for the afternoon. Anyways, now moving on to my evening routine, which is also somewhat simple. I usually make dinner in like cans around 6.30, then we have dinner around 7, feed the babes their dinner, and um, just clean up the kitchen and our office from the day. For me, then I shower, I get into comfy clothes, I do my skincare, like my face oils, and like washing my face, face oils, gua sha, um, like... Uh, giving myself a little face massage, especially my jaw. That's really, really nice. I love doing that. Um, and then I answer some last messages from my team or clients. Um, usually then I also prepare or upload a post. Um, typically it's already prepared. If I'm late and it's not prepared, which rarely happens, but sometimes it does, um, I'll prepare it, I'll write it, I'll upload it. I have a really good content creation system. It just doesn't take me that long, which is very nice. Um, I also upload one or two last stories to my Instagram, then I make tea for Max and I, I take magnesium, we turn on the red lights, we recap the day together, we sit down on the couch, have our tea, practice gratitude, share any wins or any other emotions or thoughts that are present, um, and then just talk about life, like try to like switch up from work, not talk about work anymore, and connect intimately or watch Netflix or cuddle or whatever it is. Um, and then we usually, throughout the week at least fall asleep before 11 p.m like that's my ideal um all right in terms of supplements because you babes may be wondering um again maca daily for hormonal health then as a vegan but also if you're not vegan i would really recommend this b12 d3 and k2 which like the d3 k2 comes in one probiotics and iron iron not all the time but specifically just before my period and then also two to three days after my period um, and throughout the period, obviously. Um, then protein powder, that actually, this one is so good. It tastes amazing. It's like chocolate flavor. But also, um, it has a lot of superfoods in it. Like, it has two. It has probiotics. I think it has B vitamins, even. It has a lot of good stuff. Um, so that protein powder is really great. Um, it's obviously plant-based. I think it's like rice protein. I'm not fully sure. Yeah, something like that. I think it's soy-free. Um, anyways, then magnesium before going to sleep with my tea. And then just organic herbal tea throughout the day. Recently realized that um, these little packets that tea comes in, they're like full of toxins. So I'm like now doing more like loose, um, loose leaves. Um, and again, tea has to be organic um, and herbal, like not black or green tea, um, especially not at night. Um I've never loved black tea anyways. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So besides the physical health upgrades and like things I've been paying attention to, I also this past month, you babes, released some old stuck energy. That was really, really needed. Um, sometimes we carry stuff that we're not even aware of for a really long time until we have a conversation. For me, it was a conversation with my mentor, uh, but also a lot of like journaling I did this month. Again, I had a lot of time for that. And I realized things. I was like, 
wow, that is still here. Like I still carry that energetically with me. Let's fucking clear that. So um, I had a Reiki session at my Bali home here. I worked with an energy healer and it's been amazing. Um, I did my own self-healing and alignment practices. Honest self-reflection. Honest, very honest. Like, because you got to be honest with yourself, right? Identity work, um, all sorts of journaling, like not just the gratitude, but also the stream of consciousness and different techniques. I have so many um, workbooks and journal guides that I give out to my clients. So I use them myself and I love them. They're literally so good. Um, and yeah, also like just really releasing some subconscious beliefs um, that I had realized were there, where I was like, wow, that's like a whole new level. Like, these are like very like deep beliefs that I kind of sometimes had a feeling were still there, but then kind of was like, no, no, no. Um, and so really clearing all of that completely shifted things for me. Um, and then also a fun thing that I did this month was engaging in an orgasmic manifestation practice that allowed me, you guys, within the span of like just a few days, manifest next level magic fast. And I teach this inside of my containers. Um, it is, it is, it's been mind blowing, honestly. Um, I'm like, is this real? I told this Max and he was like, what, what is this thing you were doing? And like, I told him and then I told him the results of it that I witnessed just a few days later. And he was like, well, okay, like you keep doing that. <laughs> um, I also this past month gifted myself some new crystals. I think this is a really nice thing to do for yourself. A Yoni act. I started, um, I started using two um, rose quartz um, and just new essential oils for my essential oil diffuser. I bought new incense sticks for the house, um, organic loose leaf, um, loose tea leaves. And also I got a standing desk for the Olovala because that is so good. I used to have one in Germany back in the days when I stayed in my mom's place and was building my business from scratch. Um, and obviously here in our Pernan Villa, we don't have that because it's like the, um, the plate is like already built in. So like, you can't just exchange that and take that out. So for the Olo Villa, I was like, yes, I'm going to get a standing desk and I'm so happy with it. I also did an energetic clearing in terms of like my space. I went through a lot of my belongings. I donated a bunch of things, which felt so freeing. Highly recommend that. Um, really made space, decluttered, um, and really did the same for my mind through the journal prompts I did that I mentioned before, stream of consciousness journaling, new intention, goal setting, again, celebrating, because that is really, really good. And um, I honestly right now feel so pumped about the last two months of this year. Um, I'd love to hear what you learned throughout October in the Q&A section, if you listen on Spotify at least, and also vote your main intention um, in the poll on Spotify for the next two months. So yeah, that's it for today, you babes. If you enjoyed the solo episode, don't forget to rate this podcast. It truly takes a few seconds and it means the world to me. Um, and leave a written review if you feel like it. You can also send a screenshot of that to my team support at laurahoy.com and we send you an exclusive resource that I typically only give out to my clients entirely for free just as a thank you so yeah and to support the show of course feel free to screenshot it share it with your besties share it on your IG story tag me so we can connect and I can repost you and of course make sure to follow me on Instagram if you don't do that already subscribe to my weekly newsletters align and accelerate under the link in the show notes and uh, yeah to get notified when the next episode goes live again as always next week tuesday subscribe on either itunes or spotify so you never miss a beat click on the bell icon if you listen on spotify um and uh yeah everything i mentioned today is linked in the show notes i'm so looking forward to connecting with you babes in the next episode thank you so much for tuning in today